You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Verse 21, the Benjamites came out of Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. That's discouraging. But the men of Israel encouraged one another and again took up their positions where they had stationed themselves the first day. And they go out the second time. They could have quit. They could have just said, there's no way we can do this. Look how many people died. But they didn't. They encouraged one another. And encouraging one another, they went back into battle and God gave them a great victory. Defeat brings with it discouragement. And discouragement can make you not want to try again. In today's message, Pastor Danny will encourage you instead. He'll remind you that encouraging one another is loving and necessary, especially in the body of Christ. Satan uses disappointment to pull people away from their loving and worthwhile Savior. So remind your brothers and sisters in Christ, your fellow warriors in the kingdom, that they are loved and cherished and part of Jesus' victory. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. You want to be like David? I want to be like David. You know what it means to be like David? You've got to love your father and love your father's sheep so much that you're willing to go out and face the lion. That takes courage. That takes faith. You want to be like David? You've got to go out and face the bear. You want to be like David? When even the king, King Saul, won't go out and face Goliath, and none of the other soldiers will go out, you will go out, not with their armor. You'll go out by faith. Just with your little shepherd's outfit and your little sling and five smooth stones. Whenever I read the story about the disciples in the boat and the storm is raging and Jesus is in the mountain praying and he's looking down at them and they don't know he's watching them, but he's always watching. He knows you're in the storm. Jesus comes walking in the midst of the storm at night. If you know the story, they see him and they think he's a ghost. They think they're going to die. Jesus says, don't be afraid. It's me. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me come to you on the water. The storm is still raging. Peter gets out of the boat. Oh, I know. He got his eyes. After a while, he got his eyes off Jesus and onto the storm. He began to sink, and Jesus pulls him up and says, oh, where is your fate? But he's the only one out of those 12 apostles that knows what it is to walk on water. You want to be like Peter? You got to step out of the boat in the midst of the storm. Gideon, oh, he's one of my favorite characters. Because he's not naturally bold. He's hiding from the Midianites. He's uh, threshing wheat in the wine press because the Midianites are ravaging the land. And the angel of the Lord comes by his wine press and says, Oh, mighty warrior, God's called you to face the enemy. Lead your people to victory. He's thinking, you, I don't accuse God of making a mistake, but you got the wrong wine press today, pal. But he goes, and repeatedly God has to encourage him, and he throws out the fleece. And, but he's got 30,000 people, 30,000 men. But it's an innumerable Midianite army, and God says to him, you got too many. Go tell them if anybody's afraid, they can go home. He says, anybody afraid, you can go home. And I think it was 23,000, 22 or 23,000 went home. Now with a few thousand left, God says, you still got too many. Take them down to the brook, get something to drink. And he sends it down to 300 men. And then God gives Gideon the plan. Here's the plan. Break your men into three groups, 100 each, and uh, take clay pots, torches, 
and trumpets. And at your command, you tell your men, at my command, here's what you do. Break your pots, shine your lights, blow your trumpets, and, and shout out, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. That's the plan. Against an innumerable, innumerable Midianite army. And so they go out, <laughs> and there are 100 groups, you know, and they're stationed around this vast army. And Gideon says, okay, guys, blow your trumpets. Break your, break your jars, shine your lights, and shout, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. And God, with just those 300 men of faith, defeated a vast army. 30,000 men had the opportunity to experience that victory, but only 300 did. But if you're going to be like him, it takes courage. It takes faith. Being someone great for God and doing great exploits in his name has a price tag attached to it. And that price tag is strength, courage, and endurance. The path of following Jesus Christ is paved with tough times, if you're worth your salt. And Timothy's experienced that now, and Timothy has pulled back. He is, listen, he's discouraged. It means to deprive of courage, confidence, or energy to inhibit. Keeps you from moving on. Don't raise your hand. Anybody ever been discouraged? Don't raise your hand. Anybody discouraged today? I was discouraged Friday when I went to bed. I was really discouraged. Then I woke up thinking about the same thing that discouraged me Friday night. I woke up Saturday morning. I was discouraged. Not because I'm sick. I wasn't discouraged because I'm sick. But before I tell you why, I was discouraged. Because I know what you're thinking. What were you discouraged about, Pastor Dan? I spent at least a couple of hours the other day just looking at scriptures related to encouragement, and I was so encouraged that my God is an encourager. He's not a discourager. He's an encourager. Uh, Deuteronomy, I, I'm just going to go through some of these. I couldn't give you even a quarter of all that I went through. We just don't have the time this morning. But Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 37, uh, related to Moses, because of you, Moses says, the Lord became angry with me, and he said, you shall not enter it, the promised land. But, verse 38, your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will enter it. Encourage him. Encourage him. Because he will lead Israel to inherit it. In other words, Moses, don't get bent out of shape because your mistake keeps you from going into the land of promise, and I'm going to use your servant. He's going to lead the people. You don't get an attitude. You encourage him. Chapter 3 of Deuteronomy. Verse 28, but commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead this people across and will cause them to inherit the land. Judges chapter 20. Judges chapter 20. Don't have time to give you the background, but the Israelites are fighting against some of their brothers, the Benjamites. And they go out in the first battle, verse 21, the Benjamites came out of Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. That's discouraging. But the men of Israel encouraged one another and again took up their positions where they had stationed themselves the first day. And they go out the second time. They could have quit. They could have just said, there's no way we can do this. Look how many people died. But they didn't. They encouraged one another. And encouraging one another, they went back into battle, and God gave them a great victory. Second Chronicles chapter 32. Second Chronicles 32 Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and his vast army is coming against Israel. Hezekiah is the king, and Hezekiah now, knowing uh, the army that's coming against him and his people, 
He makes preparations. And verse 6, part of the preparations, he appointed military officers over the people, and he assembled them before him in the square at the city gate. And he encouraged them with these words, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. For there's a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of the flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Israel, said. They were encouraged. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, after the council of elders in the church met in Jerusalem to discuss and debate what some... Christians were saying and Christian leaders saying, well, it's okay to believe in Jesus. We know that. He is the Messiah, but that's not enough. You've got to be circumcised too, according to the law of Moses. They debated the issue. They came to a, a right conclusion. They write a letter to the Gentile churches, and when they chose the men that were to take the letter, verse 30 of chapter 15, the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the brothers. They needed encouragement. Scripture after scripture after scripture. Paul would send Timothy sometimes with the express purpose of just letting a church know how Paul and the ministry was doing and to encourage them. He'd send Tachikas and sometimes and do the very same thing. You find it over and over again. I love places too like First Thessalonians. You want some encouragement? Encouragement. By the way, one of the best places to find encouragement is the Word of God. First Thessalonians, chapter four. I asked what a week or two ago in a message. I asked uh, if you lost someone that you know and uh, to death, and so many people raised their hands. So many people. I love First Thessalonians four, brothers. Verse thirteen. We don't want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep. That's the way God describes believers who die. Now, just their body is asleep. They're with the Lord. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Their bodies will be resurrected one day. We believe Jesus died and rose again, so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. And then he says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we'll be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The book of 2 Timothy finds its author at the end of his time on earth. The Apostle Paul had served the Lord faithfully, traveling countless miles and facing all kinds of situations and persecutions, always presenting the gospel message in truth and love. Paul began many churches and trained many leaders, one of whom this letter was addressed to, Timothy. Paul used his pen to encourage this young leader, but also to remind him that though death may be near, the work of the ministry wasn't over. Paul had more to do, and he planned to continue until he met his Savior face to face. No matter where you are in your life at this moment, God is calling you to continue serving. You have a purpose on this earth, and you can always make a difference. 
Your circumstances may shift and your body may age, but your Savior and His message have never changed. Continue to fight the good fight, as Paul puts it, and finish your life strong in your faith. We're so glad that you joined us today for Pastor Danny's message in the book of 2 Timothy. If you'd like to hear more teachings from the Living Word, visit ccfstpete.church. We'd also love to meet you. So if you're in the area, come be a part of our weekly gatherings at Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Petersburg, Florida. We meet Saturday at 6 p.m. and again on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Join us for a time of fellowship and Bible study, digging into God's Word as a collective group of imperfect believers. Find out more at our website, ccfstpete.church. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Living Word. 